right, good morning. Hey, all right, there we go. Welcome to Clinton United Methodist Church. My name is Pastor Michael, and before I get lynched, the reason I am wearing a Bulls jersey has to do with the sermon, and it's Dwayne Wade, and he went to Marquette, so we can all hopefully be okay with that. It was this or Jimmy Butler, and uh, that or Russell Westbrook, and, and there's no connection there at all. So, um, So you'll understand as we go. A uh, couple quick announcements. I uh, want to thank everybody for all their help with the ice cream social and the, and the dinner. Um, it was a lot of fun, and it looked like we had a pretty good turnout again. Uh, also, we're going to start collecting school supplies. Um, and can they just drop that off in the office, probably? Yeah, we'll go with that. Okay. Um, also, if you have any of the signs advertising for the ice cream social, if you could please return those by next Sunday. Um, we will have a finance and ad board meeting Tuesday, July 28th at 6.30 p.m. Uh, so if you're on finance or ad board, please make sure you, uh, you put that in your calendar and we'll send an email out about that too. Um, and then we are still collecting cans and bottles. Uh, so if you have any of those, you can drop those off at church as well. Um, and then one other announcement. Um, not next Sunday, because next Sunday is the 28th, but the following Sunday, the first Sunday in August. We are going to do something that I'm guessing most of you haven't done since March. We're going to have communion. But it's going to be a little different. Here's how we're going to do this. It's called B-Y-O-J, Bring Your Own Jesus. What I need you to do is bring with you some grape juice or other juice that works for you and like a dinner roll or some other bread type thing that again works good for you. You're gonna bring those with you Sunday and if you forget, um, we'll see if we can have some backups maybe, but try to remember to bring those with you and then we're going to go through the communion liturgy, and I can bless everything from this distance, and it still counts, it still works, all the stuff's still good, and then we can all take communion at the exact same time, which is actually kind of fun. So don't forget, I'll remind you again at the end of the service, and we'll try to send out maybe an email or something, but remember, bring your own Jesus next, or not next Sunday, the first Sunday in August, okay? Um, and I think those are the only announcements unless, whoop, we got another one? Yes, August 2nd. Hello. Um, first of all, uh, the gentleman that gave me the money for my veteran about three weeks ago, if you're here, I want to let you know that we use that to buy diapers for the baby. Um, but anytime anybody feels generous and would like to help donate a little bit, for clothes or diapers for this family is greatly appreciated. They basically have nothing. Um, she gets SSI, but most of that is, is wiped out right away. And basically I'm supporting them. So anyone who like, like say wants to help out with diapers or anything like that, it's greatly appreciated. Thank you. Anything else? Once, twice, sold. Cool. You're up. 
Good morning. Welcome guests, visitors, and members. We appreciate having you join us for worship today at our drive-in service. You can hear the service by tuning in to 90.3 FM. We hope that once the restrictions on gatherings are lifted, you will join us in person in our sanctuary for worship, fellowship, and more. And we pray that you always feel welcome to return to Clinton UMC. You can also listen to our services on phone by calling 517-219-9491. If our church or Pastor Michael can ever be of assistance to you or your family, please do not hesitate to call upon us. We can do the prelude or no? I think we probably already went through the prelude, so. Okay, so just the community. Yeah. Oh no, call to worship. Yes. Yeah. Please join us in the call to worship. The people who walked in darkness have seen, seen a great light. light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on, on them light has shined. Give glory to God. Thanks, Thanks be to, to God. God. Our opening hymn as we gather together in your bulletin number 131. join me in our opening prayer. God, our light and our salvation, Jesus announced the nearness of your kingdom and called his disciples to be fishers of women and men. Give us courage to follow in the way of Jesus that our lives may bear witness to the good news of the kingdom at hand and our vocation serve to draw people to your salvation through your Son, Jesus Christ, in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our first scripture reading this morning is Proverbs 27, 10 through 18 in the NRSV. 
Do not forsake your friend or the friend of your servant, your parent. Do not go to the house of your kindred in the day of your calamity. Better is a neighbor who is nearby than kindred who are far away. Be wise, my child, and make my heart glad, so that I may answer whoever reproaches me. The clever see danger and hide, but the simple go on and suffer for it. Take the garment of one who has given surety for a stranger. Seize the pledge given as surety for foreigners. Whoever blesses a neighbor with a loud voice, rising early in the morning, will be counted as cursing. A continual dripping on a rainy day and a contentious wife are alike. To restrain her is to restrain the wind or to grasp oil in the right hand. Iron sharpens iron, and the one person sharpens the wits of another. Anyone who tends a fig tree will eat its fruit, and anyone who takes care of a master will be honored. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. If you would join me in our affirmation of faith from the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. God, the source of all good things, has given us what we need. In joyful response, let us offer our gifts, the fruits of our labors, and the ded dedication of our hearts for loving service in the name of Christ. the days of Elijah, declaring the word of the Lord. And these are the days of your servant Moses, righteousness being restored. 
And these are the days of great triumph, of famine and darkness and sword. Still we are the voice in the desert crying, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Behold he comes, riding on the clouds, shining like the sun, at the trumpet call, lift your voice. God of our salvation, 
Receive these gifts we offer and bless them for the work of your kingdom. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. I invite you now to an attitude of prayer, and if you would take a few moments for silent prayer in your hearts. If you would join me in a continued attitude of prayer. Holy God, we come before you this day and every day, your children seeking out for justice in this world, looking for love and mercy and grace, not just from you, but from one another. Today, we lift up all of those who are in need of healing, God, whether physical, emotional, or mental whether they're fighting illness or injury, whether they've been affected by this pandemic, whether they are dealing with cancer or other injuries, whatever it may be, God, we lift them to you and we ask for your healing touch and that you would guide the hands and the efforts of all of the doctors, the nurses, the surgeons, the lab technicians, research scientists, all of those who are working so diligently to help heal us. We ask that you would watch over them and be with them and we give you thanks for their efforts. God, we also lift up our nation and all the nations of the world, and we pray for peace, not just within our own nation, but in nations across the globe. We face times of civil unrest. We are seeing one of the ugliest sides of the human spirit when racism rears its ugly head. God, we ask that you would please help us to see one another as beloved children of God, equal in your eyes. Help us to find ways to come together to love one another as you have loved us. God, we also lift before you today all of those who serve and sacrifice to help keep us safe in this world. From our military to our police and firefighters to first responders and all of those who work so hard and give so much that we might be safe. We ask that you please keep them safe and strong. Guide them in every decision and every move they make. Bring them home safely each and every day. And for those who are far away from home, we ask that you might bring them back to us soon, that we could begin to see an end to conflict in this world. God, all of these things, as well as those we keep quietly upon our own hearts and minds, we lift to you this day in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And now with the confidence of children of God, let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Our second scripture reading this morning is 1 Corinthians 1, 10 through 17 in the NRSV. Now I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you be in agreement, and that there be no divisions among you, but to be united in the same mind and the same purpose. For it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there are quarrels among you, my brothers and sisters. What I mean is that each of you says, I belong to Paul, or I belong to Apollos, or I belong to Cephas, or I belong to Christ. Has Christ been divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, so that no one can say you were baptized in my name. I did baptize also the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I do not know whether I baptized anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to proclaim the gospel, and not with eloquent wisdom, so that the cross of Christ might not be emptied of its power. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. This will get better as we go, I promise. All right. Um, I'd like to invite all of our youth and children, if they would like to come forward and hang out. There are some spots marked out. Um, Maybe bring a blanket so it's more comfy to sit on. And I do want to remind you all that technically you are all children of God, so really anybody is allowed to come up for this. And I know normally we have music playing right now, and I totally forgot about that, so we'll, we'll get on that for next week. I apologize. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Um, can somebody grab the suckers out of the office? Okay. Thank you. Probably not. All right. How's everybody doing? Good, yeah? Kind of quiet? Okay. These things aren't a lot of fun, are they? Sometimes. Yeah. Mine has dinosaurs on it. I saw some really fun ones the other day that had all kinds of stuff. Some guy even has lights in one that moves when he talks so it looks like his mouth. I really want one of those, but I don't know where he got it. So, what do you guys know about sports? Anything? What do you know? Okay. Yes. 
Soccer ball, okay. Here, can you be my helper? Would you help with the microphone? Awesome. What was your answer? Um, mine was um, that um, sports is all about having fun. It just, you don't have to care about winning. It, it just cares if you have fun. That's right. That is an excellent way to think about it. Thank you. One of the most important things with sports is that you work as a team, right? You got to work with your teammates. That way you can, can hopefully do better. Who else has to work as a team for them to do good stuff? Okay. Who else? What about superheroes? Do superheroes have to work together as a team? Like the Avengers and uh, Fantastic Four, and my mind just blanked. Thank you, the Incredibles. Batman and Robin, along with Batgirl and Batwoman and uh, Nightwing, and I used to know more of those. Iron Man. Okay, uh, who else has to work together? Yeah. Okay. Captain Marvel. Who else should work together? Spider-Man, okay. What about you? Who else? Captain America, absolutely. What about firefighters? Do firefighters need to work together? Yeah. Yeah, so they can save people and help put the fires out, right? What about uh, people who serve in, like, the Army or the Marines or the Navy or the Air Force or the Coast Guard, they have to work together too, right? Yeah. They help keep us safe. Yeah, they help keep us safe. And, and police officers too, right? They got to work together. Yeah, and also uh, builders. Builders, yeah. If you're building a house or a building, you got to work together. So, or, so, or, uh, or a playground. Or a play, absolutely, a playground. So, do you think as Christians we should try to work together? Yeah. Do you think that's what God wants us to do? Yeah. Yeah? Because, you know, the more of us that work together, the more cool stuff we can do. Look at all the people in the parking lot right now. This is part of our church family. And, and a lot of these people were here when we had the ice cream social the other night, and they all had to work together. Otherwise, the ice cream would have melted, the food would have burned, um, it would have been a mess. Yes? Okay. Yes? Yep. So here's what I want you guys to do, okay? I want you guys to try extra hard to work together with people in your life, whether that's your brother or sister or your mom or dad or grandma and grandpa, whoever you get to spend time with a lot, or Nana and Papa. Um, I want you to work with them so you can be a team. Because when we're a team and we all work together, really cool stuff happens. 
Okay? Does that sound good? Yeah. All right. Um, I think, aha. Yeah. Oh, here. I was warned about this. And I know some of you hate these. Like this one, he hates them. I have suckers. Would you like a sucker? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One. Me too. Okay. I really like a sucker. Okay. Oh, there's so many choices. I don't see any of the chocolate ones. I think I'll somebody ate them all. What color? I don't know what color is this. That's blue. Yeah, but I'm going to pick blue. Okay. Anybody else? All right, you guys were awesome. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with me. And you can go back to your mommies and daddies and grandma and grandpas and caretakers and whoever brought you here today. If he doesn't become like a public speaker or a pastor or something, I'm going to be shocked and slightly disappointed. All right. If you would join us in our next hymn, number 496, Sweet Hour of Prayer. Yeah. 
Our third scripture reading for this morning comes from the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 4, verses 4 through 16. Then I saw that all toil and all skill in work come from one person's envy of another. This also is vanity and a chasing after wind. Fools fold their hands and consume their own flesh. Better is a handful with quiet than two handfuls with toil and chasing after wind. Again, I saw vanity under the sun, the case of solidarity individuals without brothers or sisters, or sons or brothers, yet there is no end to all their toil, and their eyes are never satisfied with riches. For whom am I toiling, they ask, and depriving myself of pleasure? This also is vanity and an unhappy business. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift the other up. But woe to one who is alone and falls and does not have another to help. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though one might prevail against another, two will withstand one. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. Better is a poor but wise youth than an old but foolish king who will no longer take advice. One can indeed come out of prison to reign, even though born poor in the kingdom. I saw all the living who, moving about under the sun, follow that youth who replaced the king. There was no end to all those people whom he led, yet those who come later will not rejoice in him. Surely this also is vanity and a chasing after wind. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. If you would please join me again in an attitude of prayer. Gracious and loving God, you have called us to love one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. We are a family, one that you have brought together, and like all families, we have our own struggles. We pray that you continue to touch our hearts and minds with your love and grace, that we might lead our lives with love like Christ, and truly love our God and our neighbors. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. All right. Now, some of you may remember the first week I was here, I talked about forgiveness and about um, that I'm not perfect, and apparently I needed to prove that. Uh, so as you can see, um, I am not perfect. I managed to pick up a boiling pot of water uh, without uh, using, you know, pot holders. So I'm just, this is visual proof that the pastor is not perfect. Um, last two weeks, though, I've shared some, some stuff about myself with all of you. Um, again, I'm not perfect. I like rocks. So what's on the docket for today? What else can I share with you about who I am, about my faith, trying it, tying it all together into some scripture verses? Well, as you probably picked up from the kids and from the title of the message, I'm going to talk about sports and teamwork. Now, as you know, I am from Illinois, and so we probably have a difference of opinion on a couple things. Tigers versus White Sox, although... I didn't grow up on the south side, so for me, that's really not an issue. Lions versus bears. 
let's be honest, neither team's making waves right now, so we can all agree that we're all miserable. Pistons versus Bulls. Not too much different than we were just talking about the Bears and the Lions. Although I am jealous you guys have Derrick Rose, who is still one of my favorite players. So I, I am still cheering for the Pistons. And of course, Red Wings versus the Blackhawks. Now, you notice I didn't mention the Cubs. And the reason is because until very recently, there wasn't really anything there to get excited about. And outside of St. Louis, Missouri, everybody likes the Cubbies, so... I think we can all be okay with that one. If they ever manage to play the Tigers in the World Series and you know what hasn't frozen over, then we can have a debate at that point. Again, I want to remind you on the sermon topic two weeks ago about forgiveness. Let's not forget that. Especially because the NHL season might actually be starting sometime soon. And while some of you may have seen me in a Red Wings kind of jersey, my keychain has a Blackhawks coin on it. And I have in my possession, not on me, but I own a signed puck by Jeremy Roenick, who is one of my favorite players. Again, remember, forgiveness. But don't panic. Put down the torches and the pitchforks. Because one of my other all-time favorite players is Chris Chelios. And even after he laced up for the Red Wings... I still remained a very devoted follower of his career. And the Red Wings also had, for a short time, one of my other favorite players, Brett Hull. So, needless to say, I like to think of myself as a fan of the game. Not just one team or another, but to be safe, if and when the season does start and the Hawks and the Wings are playing each other, we should probably not be in the same space, just to make sure everybody's good. But what does sports and teamwork have to do with the Bible? Um, I mean, yeah, there are a lot of extra prayers usually said on Sundays during the NFL season and other playoff races and series and other sports. But what other connection really is there? Does God really care if the Patriots win the Super Bowl? Well, if you ask anyone from New England, the answer is absolutely. And if you ask anyone outside of New England, the answer is not a chance. Back when he was still playing in the NFL, though now he is in uh, Major League Baseball, people often would question if Jesus was helping Tim Tebow when he played for the Denver Broncos. Personally, I doubt that's what exactly was going on, but I don't pretend to know and understand all of God's plans, so... Could be, but I like to think that God's a little bit more concerned with how we treat each other, how we show love to one another, how we're modeling our own lives after the life and teachings of Jesus Christ. Now, in our reading today from the Old Testament book of Ecclesiastes, we hear about the value of a friend or another. Two are better than one because they will accomplish more in the same amount of time by working together. Two are better than one because if one falls, the other can help them up. Two are better than one because they can bring each other companionship. They can protect each other. Friends can be and do all of these things for each other. But do they always? 
In April of 1972, American singer-songwriter Bill Withers released his one and only number one single, Lean On Me. That song has gone on to be used in countless charity events and covered by just as many musical artists and groups during the last 40-some years. And the refrain, as many of you are probably familiar, is lean on me when you're not strong and I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on for it won't be long till I'm going to need somebody to lean on. Those words sound a little familiar, don't they? Now, I'm not saying Mr. Withers found inspiration in Scripture necessarily, but I find it pretty enlightening to hear that similar same message from Scripture in popular music. And Mr. Withers is not by any means the only musician to share this message of friendship and teamwork and companionship. In 2013, Swedish DJ and producer Avicii debuted the song Hey Brother with a very similar message. It is one of my all-time favorite songs. Um, in fact, some of you may know I highlighted it um, on a post on Facebook not that long ago. In that song, the refrain reads, What if I'm far from home? Oh, brother, I will hear you call. What if I lose it all? Oh, sister, I will help you out. Oh, if the sky comes falling down from you, there's nothing in this world I wouldn't do. Again, we find this message of, of helping and supporting one another like a friend or a loved one might do. Both Withers and Avicii echo the ideas that we find in Ecclesiastes about helping each other back up after a fall and helping provide protection to one another. And I'm sure if you took the time, you could find countless other references or similar messages in other songs, movies, poems, books, and so much more. So if our popular culture seems to honor these ideas and raise them up in words and spirit, uh, in lyrics and other ways, it must then also attempt to embody those same ideas, right? I mean, people must be rushing out into the streets to lend a hand to everyone they encounter. Well, maybe current events might say otherwise at times. Well, at the very least, the children of God and the following, following the teachings of Jesus, Christians must be going out in droves to help people, right? I have to stop here and make it clear that I'm not asking these questions to make anyone feel upset or ashamed or anything like that. I'm asking them because these are serious questions. If we think about the church, and I don't mean the building here, but the larger church around the world, of all the believers in the saving acts of Jesus' death and resurrection, if the church were a sports team, would it make the playoffs? You know, when you look at the winning teams of the major sports, at least in this country, whether baseball, football, basketball, hockey, soccer, the vast majority of those who went on to win their respective season's championships were those who truly embodied a culture of teamwork. So then we have to ask, what if the church, again, the larger church, did the same thing? What if as Christians we all made it our goal 
every single day to lend a helping hand to another person. And it doesn't have to be something over the top or costing a great deal of money or resources. Things as simple as holding open a door for someone who has their hands full, allowing someone to change lanes during a busy traffic time, going and visiting someone who has been ill, although I understand right now we can't really be doing that, but you get the idea. There are literally countless things we can do. Can you picture it? Can you imagine a world where people's first reaction every single time would be to help someone in need? And the truth is, we're not so far off of that ideal. Not really. A lot of people do a lot of great things, both locally and across the world. When natural disasters have struck, both here and abroad, there has been an outpouring of assistance, including financial and medical help. When the tsunami hit Japan in 2011, aid was sent from all over the world. When Hurricane Katrina crashed onto the shores of New Orleans in 2005, or Hurricane Sandy that took out a lot of the East Coast, again, aid came flooding in from so many places. As a group, humanity does have a track record of working together and helping one another. But there is still a part of me that wonders how much more we could do if that was always our first thought. We can look at our own denomination with the Imagine No Malaria campaign. We're not just working towards that goal, but we are within striking distance of wiping out a disease that has taken the lives of over 700,000 people a year. Now, according to census data from 2019, that's six times the population of Ann Arbor every single year. And we're getting close to getting rid of that because people are working together. We can see a lot of amazing examples of other things in life where we can accomplish something really good when we work together like teammates or companions, both in small and large scales. We can see how two, or in the case of the United Methodist Church, some seven million of us, can help and protect and care about each other. But think about how much more we might be able to do than just within our own denomination. What again, the larger church, what if Christians all around the world would come together for a cause like Imagine No Malaria? And there are a few other denominations who have joined us in those efforts. But think about it. Could we wipe out the spread of AIDS, diabetes, heart disease, homelessness, or hunger? Maybe, maybe not. But we're never going to know if we don't try. And I'd be willing to say we could put a big dent in any of them if we made those efforts. Our denomination was built on the teachings and theology of John Wesley and the people called Methodists. And it was these people who were involved in social justice movements, including prison reform, human rights, labor justice, health care, and slavery. They were also the driving force behind the prohibition movement in this country, which 
Some people are less in favor of than others, and that's okay. But they worked tirelessly for the welfare of laborers in this country. Do you know why a lot of Methodist churches are in the center of the town and they have a clock on their steeple? Again, not all of them, but a lot of them do. And the reason was when laborers would be working in coal mines and other places, everybody didn't have a watch. So the people running the thing would be like, no, no, you got eight, nine more hours. You just keep working. So they put the bell tower and the clock in the middle of town and rang that thing as loud as they could for five or six o'clock so people knew, no, the working day is done. It's time to go home. That is something as Methodists we can be proud of and hold on to. We have an amazing history in that sense, and we are continuing to move through that history and do amazing things. But again, I'm not raising those questions about working together to upset anyone. That is not my intention, so I hope that has not come across that way. But I'm raising them as a continued challenge to all of us that we work together to grow and strengthen the ministries and the work that God calls us to in this world. Two are better than one because they accomplish more in the same amount of time. Two are better than one because if one falls, the other can help them up. Because they bring each other companionship. Because they help protect each other. If you ask me, all of those actions sound like actions of love. And not necessarily the love between a married couple or even two very good friends. No, for me, I'm reading about actions of love that Jesus did for others and has taught us to do as well. A love for another human being as a human being. It doesn't have to be a romantic love or a family-bound love, but rather the most powerful love that Jesus taught us, the love for one another as brothers and sisters in him and in God. So once again, I close my message to you this morning with a challenge. And I hate to say this, but get used to that because I tend to do it. When you leave here today and every day going forward, remember those words of Mr. Withers and Avicii, and most importantly, the words of Ecclesiastes. Don't just remember them, but live them. So that you see everyone and everyone you meet as a child of God and love and support each other. Jesus gave us the two greatest commandments in all of Scripture and all of time. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul, all your mind and your very being. And second, to love your neighbor as yourself. And so I'm asking you to go out. Love God, love your neighbor. And maybe, just maybe, the church will not only make the playoffs, maybe we can win the whole thing. Amen. If you would join me in our closing song number 160, Rejoice Ye Pure in Heart. Glory.
Christ calls us to be fishers of women and men for the sake of his beloved kingdom. May the grace of Christ who calls us go with you. May the power of the Holy Spirit who empowers us sustain you. Stop it. May the salvation of God who loves us give you peace. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Amen. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, take it off now. <laughs> 